We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, dude, you're like so you're so fucking busy. I mean, we're all busy, but jeez, dude, we gotta get you like we gotta get you a vacation. You know what I mean? Although you know it would have been a good time. It's a fucking bad time now. Now that the season's starting in like three weeks, two weeks. Yeah, I mean, I'll catch up. I, I'll, I'll hit a wall at some point. But uh, right now, I right now I just I feel like amped because I'm just so just pissed off at the NBA. Like, Ooh, is that where we're starting? Yeah, I mean, it's just like, I don't know. A king doesn't fucking apologize to authoritarian countries. All I'm going to say. But then again, a king doesn't fucking call himself a king and tattoo it. It's always fake. It's cowardly. I don't know. Welcome to Lightyears. <laughs> now that's how you start a show. Um, I mean, dude, it's 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 for the whole day has been comedy, dude. From Sham's report on the Athletic. Did you read that report, by the way, about how uh, Adam Silver got into a room with the players and then told them that told them what to say, and then LeBron basically came back and I thought it was fine. He, LeBron came back back and told him, "Look, listen, man." You've got to make a statement first. You're the commissioner of the NBA. You kind of I thought I thought he was the us. CEO of his own company. <laughs> well, you know, I thought it was fair. I mean, I, I thought Adam Silver, you got to say something, and I think well, for LeBron, did. yeah, he came out and said something after that, and said stupid. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> Look, I'm with you, man. I'm with you 100. percent My thing is like, my thing is like, I thought what LeBron said is fine, as in like it makes sense, but then also like. Why it's, do you have a TV show going over all of these social issues? It's the hypocrisy of it. Yeah, and like, yeah. I'm, I'm really tired of pre- people pretending it's not hypocritical. It is. We all do hypocritical things 
all the time. And usually it's on a smaller scale because you and I aren't operating on a billion dollar scale. So, so, you know, like you saying, like telling your boy he should work out and then you deciding to like go eat pizza instead of work out. It's a little bit critical, right? But it's not, it's not like the same thing, you know, it's, it's a smaller scale and that's okay. But for the NBA has spent so much time marketing itself as progressive as pro social justice Mm -hmm. as all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And they are literally met with the first moment that it actually can cost them money and they bend over. Cause you know what? Being woke in the U S it sells you, it sells you Nike shirts. It sells you shoes. It sells the demographic who watches it here. You know what a real stance would be actually standing up for something that's going to cost you money, which is what would have been the case with this situation with China. And they completely run from it. Which again, I mean, my thing is like, I would, if I were to do the same thing, it's like, yeah, like I would do the same thing. But then what you're saying about, Hey, then don't do the, then do, don't do the whole dog and pony show and say like, Hey, more than an athlete and all this stuff, like really make yourself that type of martyr or person. Right. And then pull this out. Right. Cause it's like, we get it, man. We all get it. If it affects the bottom line and the money. I've found the NBA's whole, like we're more than a sports league thing the last few years more and more insufferable like if i don't like like if i make a comment about someone you know being a bad teammate i ha- i get like 10 comments about what they do off the court like that has anything to do with it it's like can you imagine that at work when like you have your review and it's like andy you're really underperforming here you're like what do you mean i'm underperforming i i take my niece to the park every weekend and spend so much time helping Razor. How can you say that about me? Like that's not relevant, you know. I don't know. I'm. I'm I guess. I guess we should transition to the Warriors right now. I might. Yeah, edit, we... I might edit half of this out. So <laughs> <laughs> let's do the. Uh, well, again, we're gonna do a Welcome Light Years podcast, and it's gonna be a perfect segue. But uh, we wanted to do plug our. Uh, we wanted to plug our bonus content, man, because the Warriors season is coming up in a few weeks. You want to get us started with this? Um, yeah. One second. Let me let me pull it up. Um, yeah. So I, I'm excited. I mean, Blue Wire, right? Light Light Years. We got started with Kevin Jones, CEO over at Blue Wire, um, for the last year or so. We've re-upped the season for the next couple governor, of years. Governor, he's not a uh, he's governor. Not an owner. So, um, <laughs> but we're we're excited, man. So go ahead. Let's let's get going. Yeah, I mean, like we we appreciate all you've been listening over the years. Um. And this season, we're going to, in addition to our weekly podcast, so we're going to put the weekly one out on this this channel, mm-hmm. um, and it'll always be free and in front of a paywall or anything. But for people who want additional content, we're going to put out two bonus pods a week, and it's going to be on um, – you're going to basically get a private RSS feed that will go to your straight to your normal pod player. Yep. So – like, so we're going to call it Light Years Premium. So these premium episodes are going to involve so post-game, breaking news reactions, exclusive interviews that we do with people. Uh, and, of course, we're also going to do Love of the Game, Love of the Game, Love of the Game, Love of the Fame, Instagram analysis, uh, either on posts that we see or even highlights from the game itself. So how much is it going to cost? You can get it for we're going to call it Light Years premium, premium Subscriber. We're going to do $0.99 cents for the first month and then $5 every month after. 
Yeah, so like the basic idea is we'll still have a light years pot out every week on this channel, but if you subscribe, you'll get two to three additional bonus episodes all through the season. We'll be recording after games, should have it up before midnight on game nights. Yep. Um, we'll, you know, whenever there's breaking news, we'll have a reaction on there as fast as we can. Um, you know, if Draymond decides to, you know, tank the – 48 and a half win dynasty <laughs> we'll, we'll mm-hmm. be up there too so yeah yep. you know, so, once you once you subscribe it pops into your your podcast app on a private feed and you know that's how it's gonna work perfect i'm excited dude blue wires can't you do a big thing did you say governor of blue wire what was that <laughs> what is what is governor come on now i don't know. have to talk to kj <laughs> senator <laughs> senator um, uh, by the way, are you? Did you watch the Warriors game tonight? It's not great, and you didn't miss much if you didn't. See nah, it, but... I've been watching it. I mean, it's uh, it, it reminds me of Steph's rookie year, <laughs> oh. where you got like Steph, Reggie Evans, Anthony Tolliver, um, uh, who, who else? Chris Hunter, <laughs> Chris Hunter, um, uh, Anthony Morrow. Oh my um, God! I mean, I think this team's a little more upside than that, but. Yeah, yeah, Leah. We're not going to talk about it too much. But what so you want to start? There's no we're... D'Lo. There's no Draymond. There's no LeBron. There's no AD. Um, it's just kind of all over the place. Um, but yeah, l- actually, let's start on this. I just noticed in Vegas, Steph's number two in the MVP odds mm. behind Giannis. Mm. And um, do you, what do you think about that? You think? Well, I mean, do do we? You've you've kind of gone at me a little bit for this because I've I, I've I, I was saying off the record like hey Sam like this guy's gonna average this he's gonna win the MVP and you're kind of like yeah Russell Westbrook won that won the MVP when KD left who gives a shit we already know Steph is great so you know I <laughs> I've got it with you on that at the same time it will be nice to see Steph play good um, I you know my thing is if they win fifty. Five game, maybe fifty-two to fifty-five games. I think games. fifty gets it done. Yeah, you think fifty? But fifty is like what a five seed, six seed? Like, whew. I kind of think actually, tough. I'm 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 looking at the West, and I'm more and more convinced that this is going to be one of those years where no one gets sixty wins, and more teams are sitting like, like the one seed may have. 55 wins got it so, you, and you know, it'll be all but, the, but then everyone's gonna like be 49. there's gonna be like 11 teams at 44 yeah. wins yeah 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 something like yeah. that so um because just like i mean we know paul george is gonna miss i think the first 10 games at minimum and like Kawhi is gonna miss 20 Low games manage. yeah yep. so it's like they're they're gonna be damn dangerous but like they're not gonna be a 65 win team they're gonna be yeah. like the 53 win team you don't want to play when they're yeah. healthy. And then the Lakers will probably be the same way. And then everyone else who's good is, you know, I mean, they all have question marks. They're all, I look at the West and I see like 11 teams who I think can win 50 games. 11 teams won't win 50 games, but that's kind of where the, that, I, that really leads itself to, I think we're going to see a lot of teams in like the, the low to mid 40s. There's also a very clear pecking order on the Warriors uh, that you don't see from other teams. You look at Philly, you look at, uh, I mean, the Bucks, right? You have Giannis as number one, yeah, but you have LeBron East. and AD, right? You have LeBron and AD. You have, 
I'm just talking about in terms of like who's going to siphon votes off of each right. other. We saw Steph and KD do it. With the Warriors win, like you said, if they win 50 games um, and they're a, you know, a three seed or a four seed and Steph has a great season, nobody's taking votes away from him on the Warriors. And you're almost like, hey, that's the guy there. That's the guy on the team. He dragged that team with Glenn Robinson starting you know, to the playoffs as a home court advantage team. So, yeah, no, I'm with you. That makes sense. Um, because Although there's he's no not, other guy in the West. He's not clutch, so, you know. Marquise Chris is a lot better than, you know, Steph has a lot of help. Marquise Chris yeah. was a, a lottery pick. Um, you know, um, Draymond's an all-star. Uh, you know, D'Lo is a former number two pick. He's an all-star. So, you know, the, the narrative can change. <laughs> yeah, there's all, there was always some twist that they can do. I mean, we heard, uh, didn't, didn't wasn't there Anthony Davis MVP buzz for a second there? And it's just like, dude, like, the guy – the guy is great, but we really haven't seen him do much of anything yet as a basketball player. Why are we talking about him as an MVP? That's like ranking him ahead of Steph. I just don't see how anyone wins player. an MVP on the same team as LeBron, unless LeBron plans to miss 40 games. In which case, LeBron's... if he misses 40 games, I don't think they're going to win enough games for AD to be the MVP. Yeah, Lebr- LeBron's just going to hes I mean, going to spend his whole season just campaigning for him. On, on a broader uh, note, I just think it's really hard for a big man to win MVP anymore. So... Uh, if they're not like a big time playmaker, like maybe Jokic can. Yeah, maybe know? maybe Joel Embiid, but his he's True. got a pretty good team Actually, with I him say, too, I though. Say, you know I what I mean? Back. Yeah, no, big man can win MVP. I mean, Giannis is pretty much a big man. So, <laughs> so that, that was <laughs> that was me shoot. getting a little uh, little ahead of the horse in the carriage there because <laughs> typically everything's dominated by perimeter players. By the way, real quick, Marquise Chris. I, you know, I, I watched the first game, and in the second game, I only caught glimpses of. I've watched this whole game. Marquise Chris, 6.7 rebounds, two assists, one steal, two blocks at the half. I hate, I hate how much I am enjoying watching Marquise Chris play basketball right now. He's looking like exactly what, like, you talked yourself into when you were watching those pre-draft videos. You're like, oh, dude, this guy could be really good. Like, he's, <laughs> he's athletic. He's got a little touch. He's, he could do all these things, and you're like, and and then you watch him play for the Suns. You're like, oh no, what is this? <laughs> and and then you you know, I mean, it is a rational position to say, look, he has all this talent. Barnett was telling us about on Warriors World Radio last night. Uh, JB blessed us, um, mm. and you know he is only 22. Um, I just can't get it out of my head that if it was any other team, we'd be making fun of their fan base so bad for like trying to talk themselves into it. Oh yeah, dude, I, I tweeted that and I had many people in the mentions going, "Ooh, good luck." <laughs> I had the same amount of people that went, "Ooh, good luck" with Marquise Chris, and then the other side of people, Warriors fans, they go, "Well, oh, me too." I mean, fan, I, I really do like Marquise Chris. I don't know, man. It's going to be so fascinating, but he's really been fun to watch, man. Maybe it's just like I don't enjoy watching. Uh, other players on the Warriors right now very much, but uh, he's Marquise Chris has been revelation. Yeah, he um, he's going to make this roster. I'm, he I, has to. I, I'm now I, I'm convinced he's going to make the roster, and um, I don't know how they're going to do it because McKinney's the easiest. He's gone. I mean, he's the easiest guy. They got to cut him. Everyone else. They could find someone to trade for Jacob Evans or Amari Spellman because they're so cheap and like, I mean, they are young guys. So like, one of the one of the rebuilding teams would be like, yeah, I'll take him for free, right? That type of thing. So I mean, those are options too. But I just don't see how the Warriors would do that. Yep. Particularly like Jacob Evans, he's kind of yep. Well, 
they just don't have a backup point guard if they trade Jacob Evans. So. I mean, they just they just it's just worth it. It's just more worth it to keep someone like Jacob Evans, who you know he doesn't have much upside in my opinion, but he has more upside than Alfonso McKinney. And it's not like Alfonso McKinney is this type of player where you can't can't believe we're talking about this. This is really light years, uh, light years pre. I mean, McKinney, here, but... McKinney's a six seven wing, which like. They just don't have any. That's really what it comes down to. But then <laughs> hey, 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 Glenn more. Robinson. Glenn Robinson. I mean, yeah, literally, it's the, two, it's the two of them. <laughs> and, and Clay, who I, – I mean, are we, are we sure Clay's hurt? <laughs> they're going to throw him out there just – hey, just stand in the corner and, and – I'm thinking and like just... Clay's going to come down from the rafters like it's like the WWE <laughs> or something. Like, I'm back. I don't know. Somebody said I walked into the the show at uh, Count of Things like a WWE uh, entrance. You did, but, uh... you did. Can we? Can we? Uh... <laughs> that was a fun show. That was a fun show. It was. Uh, so we did for those. Uh, there's a lot of listeners there. I met a lot of people, but uh, we did a uh, a show with the Count of Things team. Uh, they do a yearly show. We did it at the Independent. It was a great venue. I've never been there. It's like kind of like a. Uh, you were saying it's like a concert venue kind of thing. It was yeah, great. It was it's, great. it's great for concerts. If there's ever a, uh, well, I guess you only see DJs. So if there's ever a <laughs> DJ that you're interested in at the independent, I'd, I'd recommend going. Cause it is a good concert venue, like good acoustics. Yeah. Obviously we were just doing, you know, sitting on stage talking. So it's, you, you didn't get the full sound system there. But, well, you know, I, I also didn't know Jade was going to introduce me. I didn't know we were going to be on. I was at the bar. Some guy had got me like a double shot. I was like, Oh, had to down it right before I got on stage. Um, that was it. That was all I remember. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It was a good time. Um, hopefully we get to do another show. Uh, I thought we had a good crowd in the city. The city yeah, which doesn't like, like basketball apparently. <laughs> You're on a fucking roll today, man. Um, hey, let me do a couple of reads before we move on here. Uh, a couple of mid-reads. Uh, let's start with ShipStation. All right, so when you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. Time-consuming, expensive, so many carriers to choose from. How do you know you're making the best choice? That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. Uh, ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keeps your customers happy. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. So uh, ShipStation works with all of the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customers. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates possible. And right now, Lightyear's listeners can try ShipStation free for two months, 60 days, when you use offer code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. So just visit, wow, just visit ShipStation.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage. Type in blue. That's ShipStation.com. Offer code blue. ShipStation. Make ship happen. All right, we got one more. Our favorite one. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, we just brush it all off or blame ourselves saying things like I lost my mojo I do like how this is in first person or we avoid it all together with excuses like I had a long day at work or sorry honey I'm just not feeling it Sam you ever you ever said that before I mean there's a reason you're doing the read 
<laughs> with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online eval and ongoing care for ED. All from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. Whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is easy. Go to getroman.com slash bluewire and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete a visit online to connect with the doctor and take care of it. So go to getroman.com slash bluewire. Free online visit, free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com slash bluewire for a free visit to get started. All right, one more time. Getroman.com slash blue wire yeah don't just rub some dirt on it just get roman slash yeah, blue yeah. Wire. rub some dirt on it does seem kind of painful it's kind of weird <laughs> um all right i want to uh i want to do a little um little thoughts on what we've seen for the first two games and then um i want to talk about d'angelo russell who we really haven't talked about much so far um so we, we talked about how marquise chris looks irrationally good I can't get over how intriguing Jordan Poole is, though. You know? Like, when he was drafted, and, like, obviously it's two preseason games, and he's probably going to hit a wall very soon. He's been terrible tonight, but yes. Um, but, like, the skill set's just so intriguing. And it's it, it might just be because I haven't seen the Warriors draft a player who can dribble and shoot since <laughs> uh, since Clay Thompson. Well, no, even Clay Thompson. No, no, yeah. I no, mean, you got to go. Steph Curry. Yeah, it's, um, I mean... Well, we can't forget the European Derrick Rose. Yeah, that's right. Nemanja. Nemanja. <laughs> the, the goat. Uh, that, that one just didn't work out, did it? I really wanted that one to work out, man. Nemanja was I mean, he's sick. pretty he's pretty explosive, yeah. It was just like, how does this guy jump so high? You know, he had a uh, great shot, but it just seemed like that might work out. I mean, I wanted Bellinelli to work out. He did work out as a basketball player, but just not Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's, he's, a, he's a pro. Yeah, Bellinelli was Bellinelli fun. get 30 minutes on this Warrior team. Oh, yeah. yeah. What team is he on right now? What team is he? Still on the Spurs. Spurs? He's still on the Spurs? Of course. Mm. God, he was he, – Bellinelli was great. Remember we were watching those highlights of him? Uh, he was doing like uh, like one or 360 dunks uh, when he was playing in, in, in Europe. Oh, he was, the highlight reel was amazing for Bellinelli. I remember I went to the first Warrior game uh, that he went off in his rookie year. Like – because – he didn't play that much as a rookie, but there was like this random game where he got like 18 points. I can't remember. I think like Steven Jackson, I think was probably injured. Didn't play that game. So Bellinelli got a lot of run. And I was just like, Oh, this guy's going to be so good. Just give him a year or two. And you know, um, the reality is he's just, he's, I mean, he's a shooter off the bench. Everyone can use yeah. one of those guys. Right. But yeah. I can't take Dwight Howard serious. With this hair. <laughs> Do you see that? Hair? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, there's your boy. Oh, Jordan Poole had a nice move, and then he just just a horrific pass. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we both knew he wasn't going to shoot 50% on 10 threes a game. <laughs> because basically the, the motto of this podcast is, if Steph can't do it, no one can. <laughs> as, as Jordan Poole just airballs a three and a wide open three in transition. Uh, to your point, though, he is exciting. He is just fearless. Uh, he's got way more handle than, than we thought or than I yeah, thought. His, I should his say. moves, he's way more advanced than, Hey, there you go. Little, little nice mid range pull up for Jordan Poole. Um, he's, and he plays with, um, 
I think the competitive streak is like he, he doesn't have that. Um, uh, he, he got like the swaggy comparisons mm. and the J.R. Smith comparisons. And who knows? Maybe they'll be right. Like both those guys had decent careers. But like the the defining characteristic for both of them for me is like you, they're just not serious. Like you yep. know how talented yep. they are. And yep. to me, Jordan Poole seems like uh, seems a little more serious. Seems like he he really wants it. And who knows? he could find a little success and then just get in that like goofy mode like those guys did. So for all we know, like he could, you know, he could, uh, he could have a nice little rookie year and think he's made it and then just kind of go down that path. But I don't know. This guy, he's got a little different energy to him. He also, I agree with you. He also is in a good situation too. Uh, let's not forget that because, you know, J.R. Smith and, and Nick Young and, and these guys were not put in the best situations to start their careers. Like, no. I mean, you look at Marquise Chris, right? Like, yeah. They, he was in a pretty bad situation. Yeah. I mean, I, Nick Young was, God, that Wizards team. Nick Young, JaVale, Black. Um, it was a uh, – it was the all-meme team. Javars Crittenton. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like how, how can you get away? Like how can you succeed as, a, as an NBA player on that type of environment, right? So it's like, it's like oh, man, almost almost thank goodness. Gilbert that, Arenas. Know, so, I just – Prime, Prime Gilbert was hit. nice though. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's so we don't know, but all I know is he's exciting, and it's kind of, uh, you know, we, we know we still have Steph and, and Draymond and, and Steph Curry, but um, Jordan Poole, I, I don't know. I'm, it's 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 going to be hard not to overreact to every time he does something good because he tries Steph Curry-type stuff, basically, yeah. is what it comes yeah, down does. to. He tries – you know he's not he's not Jacob Evans who's played better in the preseason so far, but like Jacob Evans is if he becomes a consistent contributor, he's going to be one of those like boringly effective guys, right? Oh, yeah, he's not sure. going to be the guy who tries to pull up and pull some behind the back dribble move on uh on uh you know two defenders that type of thing, right? Yeah, he'll he's be, gonna, he'll he's going to be, be the guy who like effectively defends off ball. <laughs> By the way, Jordan Poole just can't stop shooting. It's it's fantastic to, to see. Um, do we want to talk about D'Angelo? Yeah. Um, so actually, Slater had a great piece on him, where he's kind of he kind of broke down how D'Angelo's style is different than what the Warriors have been used to, and how they're trying to figure out how to fit him in. And um, I pulled some numbers up from it. And so, I mean, it's, it's just objectively a fact. D'Angelo Russell plays more like Harden, um, Damian Lillard, uh, you know, all those kind of ball dominant, like let me ISO or run pick and roll at the top of the key over and over again. I'm not saying he play, I'm not saying he's as successful as them or as effective as them at them, but like that's been his approach and that's not how the Warriors play. And so it's going to be kind of interesting. Like he, he played better in game two. Um, and Slater actually had a great point into why D'Angelo Russell doesn't play a lot of pickup in the off season. Um, I'm just going to paraphrase it, but basically D'Angelo Russell, when he went to Brooklyn, like really overworked himself all summer. Like he was so like, he wanted to prove a point that he like messed up his knee and then he ended up missing like half the season. So he kind of came up with a workout plan that's a lot more about like working on individual skills, but not um, overexerting myself in the off season, so I can play all eighty-two. Um, and actually, Draymond takes a very similar approach to that. Draymond always comes into camp, um, not really out of shape, but not without game legs. He's like, I'm going to have my game legs by the end of camp. 
Yeah, um, I'm okay with that. Uh, it, it is interesting. It does make sense because you remember Steve Kerr had the comment where he was saying D'Angelo has to play himself in a shape, which is kind of like, ooh, is he kind of calling out? It doesn't, it doesn't sound good when you hear it that way, but then when you hear why, you're like, okay, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that that's fair. Um, though he is, it is a little concerning that he's that young um, with those injuries, D'Angelo being 23, but um that's fine i mean i D- again d'angelo was like one of those guys where he was put in a pretty crappy situation when he got into the league but from all accounts i mean the stuff that you hear about him it seems like he's a really good person now it seems like he's a coachable guy so seems like he, it's it's almost like a, a really good mental fit kind of like how chris has been so far with the team uh but and it, he doesn't look very good so far though i don't know if you're concerned or not but it doesn't look like he can play off the ball it's literally been two games. It's hard to play off the ball, especially if you've never played off the ball. I actually don't agree with you as much. I think he's looked okay off ball. He just doesn't look like Clay Thompson. Yeah. So yeah, maybe so, I'm used I mean, to seeing Clay. He he moves a little slower, but I haven't seen a guy who tries to hijack the offense. He's still trying to figure out where to pick his spots and where to go. Um, the one thing that stuck out to me in the Wolves game is he just. He, he he shot he was seven for fourteen, which is pretty efficient, right? And he was only two for eight from three. All his twos were hard twos. And that's kind of always been my thing with him. Like he makes he's one of those guys who his highlight reel looks amazing because he makes some tough shots, but like I haven't seen him once get an easy bucket in preseason. And that was kind of his deal in, in Brooklyn too. Like he makes up for it with the fact he can pass and get other guys easy buckets. But he might just be one of those guys who his efficiency will always be moderate at best because he can't, he can't do the Damian Lillard thing where it's like my jump shot's not working, but I'm going to get nine, 10 free throws tonight. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the important part of that is by the way, this team plays no defense. This is horrible. Um, the, the problem with that is you get those easy buckets by playing off ball and Kevin Durant. It was very easy because he could just play off ball all the time because he's just, Kevin Durant's just smart as hell, and he's really good. Uh, D'Angelo Russell just might not be able to play off ball um, as a basketball player that well, that effective is what I'm trying to say. So you're um, saying, getting like a cu- you're saying like get a couple layups, just cutting off ball, yeah, and a couple catch and shoots, which are just kind of yep. easy money, and all of a sudden you got ten points right there on five shots total, and you know it makes up for the fact that you have to take some harder shots later. Yep, and and I think that's that's where he may struggle. But again, he's like so young, and and it seems like he's really willing to learn. I'm not really that concerned. So maybe ask us this again, 15 games into the season, right? Because again, it's 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 just so early, and I'm, and it's like the season starts so early now that it's like almost the first week or two of the season is almost going to be. It's not going to look great, especially the Warriors. Yeah, I don't think they're going to. I mean, look I mean great. it's gonna, it's going to take them a couple months yeah. to. So like I, I'm looking at the schedule and I my biggest concern if you're if you want the words to make the playoffs which I assume everyone who listens to this podcast does um, you see games like uh, Charlotte and Phoenix the first week and you you know you think the Warriors are better than them but are the Warriors week one with a whole new roster not knowing what they want to do like because they can't be dropping games at home to Charlotte. Because that's gonna look, that's gonna screw them at the end of the season, right? Yep, that's but gonna you, matter. But you, you know, you you also look at it from the realist standpoint. Like they probably need ten to fifteen games minimum just to figure out their rotation. 
So that's where it's a little tense. Like where if you see them lose November 2nd to Charlotte, you're like, man, that's, that's not a good sign. And like, they're, they're going to put themselves in a hole if that happens. Yep. Yep. Cause you're going to make up games like that on the back end. It's like that team, that Warriors team that, uh, that won 48 games and didn't make the playoffs. They like started really bad. They started really bad and it cost them at the end of the season and they missed the playoffs. They won 48, but they missed the playoffs because they lost a lot of easy games in the beginning of the season. So, um, I, I will say though, they, they still have a lot of talent, man. Like end of the day, they still have Steph Draymond, uh, and that's, I think going to be good enough to, and, to pull and them. you know, we're, we're being a little, maybe you're a little harsh on dealer right now. Draymond's been awful too. Yeah. Um, it, we just kind of accept Draymond will turn it up when it matters because mm. he's, he's done that for seven years for the Warriors, eight years, you know? So, um, we'll see. Uh, I will say, I think actually Steph and D'Lo's chemistry is better than I expected off the bat. Um, there's issues on defense. There's still like, like you said, D'Lo's not cutting as quick off ball as you would like, but it's not like there's a, um, a lack of effort there. I guess you would say it's not like he's standing there. Like, like uh, I was watching some, uh, some Harden Westbrook and I'm just like, man, they're barely trying right now. Wait until we get like 30 games in the season. It's going to be pure. My turn, your turn. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait for the season to start. I just, I I can't wait to see what happens. Um, with really every team, man, like every season you get, a lot of people wait until um, Christmas to start watching the NBA, but I'm I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. Um. Let's see what else we got in this episode. We got love. Last last segment. Oh God. Love of the game. <laughs> Just got a text saying, "Hey, are you discussing Lemola on <laughs> the pod?" I'm like, I'm not gonna respond to that. Um, what, what is? <laughs> Mullah is like a Islamic cleric and they're like authoritarian in the Middle East. So <laughs> in Iran. So I did not understand, but uh, it's, it's one of those that looks better in text than me reading it out loud. Um, you're not going right. to discuss it. Yeah. Love the fame. Love the game. All right. We're going to start with this one. Um, we obviously got our comments in on LeBron's statement because it was right before this podcast, but you know, Steve Kerr made some statements last week that weren't any better. Um, and maybe you and I are just kind of comfortable not talking about this pod because we discussed it on Ethan's pod and on like three other things in between. That's what we do. Um, but Kerr, no commenting on China. Love the fame or love the game? This one's really hard. I thought really hard about this. <clears throat> so let me start with kind of my thoughts about the thing overall. If people listen to it already, great. But Overall, I, I think my my concern is with Daryl Morey is just why did you do it? That's my number one question. I don't think Daryl Morey understood what he was doing. I see a lot of stuff that says he has an MBA. He went to all this great school, blah, blah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't make you an expert on China. Doesn't make you an expert on authoritarian governments or really anything political. It makes you an expert in spreadsheets. That's what it makes you an expert in. So I personally don't think that Daryl Morey knew what he was doing or the extent of what he was doing. And so why did you do it? Um, that in itself almost to me feels kind of a love of the fame tweet. He just wanted to throw that out there because it's like, oh, that's so what we're people starting in America with do. We're starting with okay. Morey, a little love of the fame. 
I thought it was a love of the fame tweet. I mean, Very it was stupid. it was a it was a tweet kind of mining for likes. Exactly. Textbook Fun. love of the fame. Textbook, and that's what Americans do, right? Because you can tweet stuff, social justice, social justice warriors, great. But again, this is China. This is China. This is not America. So you know, then we have the huge fallout and all of it. Now let's let's fast forward to Steve Kerr, <laughs> who we know tweets, spends a lot of time coaching the Warriors and spends the same amount of time tweeting about Donald Trump and everything that goes uh, along there. Uh, you know, Sam, I think this is love of the game from Steve Kerr. I think he he knows that he needs to shut up here. Um, and I think I feel bad because he's talked about gun control, which is near and dear to him, and Donald Trump, which is near and dear to him. But I just think this has nothing to do with what he knows. And I do think that Steve Kerr doesn't know anything about this. So I will give him I will give him love of the game because I think that he made the right choice. I really not saying anything about it. I completely disagree with you about him not knowing anything. He knew exactly uh-huh. what he was doing. Um, but <laughs> he knew he was also going to get criticized for it. He's not, he's not dumb. And in accepting the criticism, it might be love of the game. This is like setting a back screen when you know you're not getting the credit, when you know you're, uh, you know, you're, you're not doing the, uh, the thing you should be doing. Uh, but he kind of had to do it. Love of the fame would have been him speaking out just to get the likes and, you know, kind of screwing the NBA even worse. Right. <laughs> That's true. That's fair. I, 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 I just feel bad because for Steve Kerr in this case, because I don't think his, um, image of him creating an image of him you know being really against trump and against gun control and all of this or for gun control sorry i think that's really him i think that's different from lebron lebron saying all that stuff and then really trying to cultivate that type of image i think steve kerr really does feel that way he's genuine so i feel bad when something like this comes along and then they ask him to say stuff and it's like well you know what can you really say i don't know i guess he could have had a better you have a little more of a realist perspective on this and i and i and i get it um, Steve Kerr just seems like a really good guy. I just, I just, I feel bad for him in this case. Yeah, is, I mean, an interesting point brought up to me is why? Why is everyone asking Kerr? Kerr, Kerr doesn't work fair. for the Rockets. Kerr didn't send the tweet. Yeah. And you can say the same thing for LeBron too. And Kerr Steph. has never said anything about China. Yeah, right. Like he's never had anything to say about China. Yeah, you're right. So, You're I right. mean, th- there is there is that point, and uh, I don't know how to make amends with it, but I just know, like, personally, it doesn't sit right with me to watch all these people in the NBA who are very outspoken on issues just kind of kowtow to an uh, authoritarian <laughs> government whose human rights record is just not, not very strong. <laughs> and that – here's the thing, and – and uh, I, by the way, Andy Liu, who also is on Twitter, he's under like Liu Sanity, um, same name as me. Uh, but he he uh, he lives in uh, China, and he uh, I think he does. He wrote a great piece on it on the uh, themotherjones.com. Um, so he makes a few few good points. But it is always interesting to to see people not understand. Uh, not to say that I'm an expert on any of this, just because I'm Chinese, but see people not understand how China works. 
you made a great point to me earlier that, you know, people don't know that people can access Twitter in China. <laughs> like that was a new news thing, right? Like that's like that's a real thing. And people just don't understand that type of censorship is normal in China, man. Like they make yeah, a huge thing out of it. Outside in America, of the U.S. and like, large parts of the world where it's a um, it's, it's a different society. And, you know, you, you kind of take for granted some of the freedoms you have. So. I don't know. This is this is this is why your parents growing up when you tell them and you're whining about some stupid um that they tell you that when they were growing up this this and that and then they give you an example of what happened to them when they were kids in uh in uh, in China and then you look at them and or go Ron. Yes. Yes. or Ron. Yeah. yeah, right and you're like Ooh. and you're like all right, I'll, I'll I'll just ignore that bully. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think yeah. I think one of the ones always sticks in my mind is like I was really like upset about something someone said to me. And he's like, so they just said something to you? So what? Why do you care? Not like not like you got arrested, not like you got put into prison. Could be worse. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is not the reaction I was hoping for. But okay. I also also that's happened to me a few times and I always say like, look, this is this is this is America. This is not this is not China. Yeah. It's like what the what are you talking about? This is not what happens here. But it's always funny because you go online and then you see people kind of uh uh, uh like they're like, Oh, take a stand here. You should have said that there. It's like you know that's that doesn't really help anyone. Like what does what like what do you think LeBron coming out there and saying like fuck China. You know, I stand with Daryl Morey. I stand with the protesters in Hong Kong. Blah 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 blah. What does that really help, though? You know what I mean? That just makes. We're not going to get too deep into it. I don't. I don't think. But it just. What does that really help? Right. Uh, really do anything? No, it doesn't um, do anything. Um, <laughs> well, it's it opens up a different topic that no one's yeah. listening to this on. We're going to move to the next one. It's uh, what is it called? It's Pod Save. Uh, pod Save Light Years. Sweet. <laughs> All right. Jordan Poole uh, let us know he does not have social media other than an Instagram. Um, Doesn't have a Twitter. Kind of got rid of his Snapchat and all that stuff. He says it's too much. Doesn't doesn't like it. Is that love of the game or love of the fame? You find the best stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Jordan Poole saying he deleted social media on social media. Uh... I mean, technically, he said on an interview that was aggregated on social media, but yes, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, you know, it's not what? like he's let's, tweeting. I don't have a Twitter. You know, let's 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 cut the let's cut the rookie some slack. Let's give him love of the game, just because of what you just said. He he didn't announce this on social media, right? He didn't say this on Instagram and delete his Twitter or vice versa. He legitimately did this, and I don't see much love of the fame from him on social. Like even when he had it, I didn't see too much stuff. Didn't see too many highlights or him make, like saying you know weird stuff online like how Kuzma. So I don't see much of that. I'm gonna give him love of the game. Okay, I'm gonna go with that. Um, it's interesting to me because I just assume everyone has way too much social media. So to see like, I mean, to me, he's just—he's he, 20. He can't even he can't even drink legally. So it's just, it's just weird, right? I mean, it's, it's so young, and I'm sitting here going, you know, maybe maybe this is how the you know the the next generation will be, where they're like, man, there's just way too much there. I need to like 
completely cleanse that out of my life. I hope would, so. Would be good. A lot better than you know burner accounts. So. <laughs> I was just gonna, I was gonna I was literally just gonna say he learned from KD, but <laughs> let, let's uh, let's move on here to the next one. What do you got? Um. Well, we already hit one of them, so I'm gonna move on to the next one. Um, <laughs> Steve Kerr openly campaigning for Marquise Chris. Love the game or love the fame? Was it Steve Kerr openly campaigning for Marquise Chris? Oh, yes. Per Sam sources. Who else was it? Who else was speaking to the media in a Steve Kerr bodysuit? <laughs> um, it doesn't seem like Steve Kerr is very happy with this team, does it? It's not his favorite roster he's had. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I cannot believe I'm going to stand for Steve Kerr again, twice on one pot. Oh, I can. Oh, unbelievable. I'm going to go. I'm I'm actually going to, I'm actually going to love of the game. Steve Kerr. I felt like I was a little bit harsh on him last week. So we're going to love of the game. Steve Kerr again, because I feel like he's making the right decision. I feel like it's not up to him to deal with the money side of it. Give me the best players possible, and you have to make it. If you have to make a choice between Marquise Chris and Alfonso McKinney, go with the best player possible. And so I think him doing that forces the team to really do their job. Forces Bob Myers and the rest, you know, Kirk Lakeup and the rest of these guys to do their job and say, "You guys brought Marquise Chris in. He's been good. Get him on the roster somehow. Trade Spellman, like you were saying. Trade Evans, whatever." Um, and so I think that's right. I, I, I think uh, Steve Kerr is right to do that. Even if he doesn't like the roster, now it's his job to actually get him to play well. Okay. Last one for you. Andy Your Lou, love of the game? Oh, 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 go ahead. Andy Lou entering the Count the Dings panel straight from the bar. <laughs> you got to go with – you got you to gotta, you gotta, you gotta analyze that one. I'm going love of the game. Ooh. That pumps me up. Andy, a man of the people – could have been backstage with with uh, with myself, with Ethan, uh, with Logan Murdoch, with whoever else was there, just kind of you know self-flagellating over over himself. But Andy was with the people. He was more interested in being with the common man, enjoying himself, than sitting backstage in in a green room. Let's love the game. I love that. I really thought you were going to go love of the fame there. Uh, you do that, enough. That... You do enough fame stuff. I'll get you later. <laughs> I, uh, the, I think. I think the. Uh, we got to get. Well, by the way, we got to get the whoever is still listening. Uh, Lightyear's podcast merch is still out there on Blue Wire. Um, we're we're selling those pretty well. We got to get a love of the game, love of the game, love of the game, love of the fame shirt out there. Um, it's going to be fantastic because you're a love of the game. I'm love of the fame. It really is a perfect match. People love it. <laughs> The people really love it. Yep. All right. I think this is our last podcast before. Well, no, we'll, we'll get one next week before the season yeah. starts. But hey, man, next time we're potting, preseason will be over. They'll have finished their 45 games against the Lakers. <laughs> and and we might have some regular season basketball talk about ah, Finally, finally, we'll have that. We'll have bonus content. Uh, out. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs>